This podcast is sponsored by Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management, award-winning wealth managers who go above and beyond to support and guide you. Visit candowealth.com to start building your wealth with confidence. Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots, the Spectator's daily politics podcast. I'm Cindy Yu and this is the Sunday Roundup. The situation on Ukraine's eastern border now appears to many as though it is the calm before the inevitable storm. In the Sunday Times, the Defence Secretary Ben Wallace has even criticised some Western actors for establishing a whiff of Munich in the air, a reference to Neville Chamberlain's infamous negotiations with Nazi Germany in 1938. Trevor Phillips interviewed the Northern Ireland Secretary Brandon Lewis, who told him that Ukraine was going to have to brace itself. How likely is a Russian invasion of Ukraine? Well, I think, as the Defence Secretary has said over this weekend, over the last couple of days, actually, we have to be realistic about, uh, with Russia having 100,000 troops now on the, roughly on the, on the border there, that a, an imminent uh, uh, incursion by Russia is entirely possible. And that's why we've changed the travel advice and the advice we've given to UK citizens who are in Ukraine. Do you think that the reference to uh, Munich is that helpful in a diplomatically sensitive moment? Well, actually, I think what Ben has outlined there is uh, given an explanation that people understand, particularly in the context of uh, if people have seen uh, the the new movie recently, in the sense of in the run-up to World War II, of course, there was lots of diplomatic work. People thought that was progressing, but of course it turned out not to. And I think what the Defence Secretary quite rightly is doing is drawing the comparison and being clear that there's a lot of diplomatic work going on. Obviously, both he and the Foreign Secretary have been in Russia themselves this week. Uh, The Russian state is saying that it is not planning to invade, but when you then have 100,000, now 130,000, we estimate troops on the border, that would indicate that there is a possibility of an incursion. So it's that balance and that decision and that um, interpretation of the difference between what we hope will be a diplomatic outcome, but the realistic possibility that something uh, much more tragic could, could occur. But I suppose one might say it's not that tactful to make the associations with Nazis. Well, that, that's not the point, actually, the Defence Secretary was making. Let's be very clear. But what he was drawing was the, the comparison between the diplomatic uh, okay. attempts in the run-up to World War II and the diplomatic attempts we're all putting in now. We want to see a diplomatic outcome. We want to see a peaceful outcome to this. But we do have to be cognizant with 130,000 troops sitting right there on the border. And with that kind of accumulation, there is always the possibility and the, the ability for Russia to move very, very swiftly and very quickly should it decide to do so, which obviously we hope they won't. Ukraine's turmoil has been the only story of the year so far that has been able to rival Partygate's rigid grip on the political scene. Number 10 have confirmed that over 50 people have been sent a questionnaire by the Metropolitan Police over the Downing Street gatherings, including Boris Johnson himself. Sophie Rayworth asked Lewis if there were any conditions to his support for the Prime Minister. Will you keep working for the Prime Minister if he is found to have broken the laws that he wrote? Well, look, let me answer that in two parts. First of all, I'm not going to get drawn into hypotheticals about a situation that hasn't happened, may possibly, perhaps, but probably, possibly not. What I will say is my, I, I have a pretty uh, simplistic, if, like, if not an old-fashioned view about this. If you're asked by the Prime Minister of your country to serve, you serve. And I'm very honoured and I'm lucky to be able to serve, not just my constituents in Great Yarmouth, but the UK, and particularly, obviously, in this role, the people in Northern Ireland. That's where my focus is. I have to say I have 100% loyalty to the Prime Minister because I know he's focused 
on those issues that matter to people across the United Kingdom. And I've said this before. So, I actually think this is a Prime Minister who will go on and will fight successfully in the next general election. So if it turns out that he has broken the law, and I know you're going to say it's hypothetical, but I'm asking you in principle, if the Prime Minister who wrote the rules and then we don't know yet whether he has or not, but if he is found to have broken the rules that he wrote... Can you continue working for him in principle? Well, as you say, it's not, it's not a matter of proof. That is a well, hypothetical question. Uh, we've got it to must let, be your no, principle. No, no, we've got to let the police finish their investigation. The Prime Minister will, as he said, he will respond to the questionnaire he's been sent. As I say, I'm confident that we will have our Prime Minister in place, delivering for people across the country, making the decisions, as he has done, getting them right around COVID, as well as the issues around leaving the European Union, taking our country forward in a positive way. And I look forward to continuing to serve you, him in that regard, as long as he wants me to. You, Tensions with Russia have highlighted the rift between the old guard of the Labour Party and its new management. Rayworth spoke to the Shadow Home Secretary Yvette Cooper about remarks made by her predecessor Diane Abbott about Sir Keir Starmer and the growth of NATO. Your, your predecessor, Diane Abbott, has said this week that Keir Starmer positions himself as a pro-war Labour leader. Obviously, he would have taken us into the Iraq war, but in another era, he would presumably have flung British troops into Vietnam. What do you say to her? I don't think that's right. I don't. I think it's, this is um, uh, a sort of talking in terms of caricatures. I've said in the past we did the wrong thing on Iraq. There weren't weapons of mass destruction. But I also think that in the past there was the right response in terms of Bosnia and the serious issues that, that there were there. In any kind of international situation, you have to take a very serious and thoughtful response. It has to be relevant to that particular conflict, to that particular issue, to that particular threat and it has to be very serious but what Keir Starmer has made very clear is our national security will always be a priority for Labour uh, and that is really important and right that he should do so. So Diana Abbott was wrong in what she said? I don't think I, I've had dif I've differences different a, a view okay. from from Diane from things. Are you welcome in the Labour Party if you do not support NATO? Um, I think that is how been our policy always. It has always been at the 2019 election. It was our policy to support NATO. Rayworth also brought up the case of Canterbury MP Rosie Duffield, who has faced a barrage of abuse for her stance on gender issues. Most notably, her comment that only women have a cervix. Can I ask you one question about uh, the Labour MP Rosie Duffield? She's the MP for Canterbury. She's been there since 2017. She says that she is thinking of quitting Labour um, over the abuse that she's had after voicing views on, on trans and gender. How does that make you feel that she's thinking of leaving the party because she doesn't feel she has enough support? I've spoken to Rosie about um, some of the issues that she's faced and she's also had, I think, some uh, abuse in her local area as well from um, members of her local party as well that I think is totally unacceptable as well. The, it's really important that we ensure that uh, MPs, not just MPs, but actually everybody is free from abuse and free from jets. So and why I would is the Labour leader, Keir Starmer, not giving her more support? That's would, what she says. Well, I, would, I think um, there's been a, a very strong sense among... Um, women MPs that we want to support Rosie and to make sure that there is no kind of abuse or intimidation against anybody so in the Labour Party. Will you ask Keir Starmer to do more? I think it's right that all of us should make sure that there's no abuse in the party and I think Keir has made that very clear that there should never be any kind of, uh, of abuse at all against people. Derek Chollett, a senior advisor to the US State Department, spoke to Rayworth about what the Western response would look like if Vladimir Putin did decide to cross Ukraine's equivalent of the Rubicon. President Biden made very clear to Putin 
that he has a choice to make. And there are two very clear paths. One is the path of diplomacy and dialogue, which he reiterated to President Putin, the United States is prepared to take. And President Biden made clear that he and Secretary Blinken and others in the administration are willing to talk to the Russians about areas where they have concerns, uh, although not moving off what is our bottom line, uh, that NATO's open door must remain open and that we will not be seeking to unwind the last quarter century of work to strengthen European security, uh, as Putin seems to wish uh, we would do. Uh, but secondly, President Biden made very clear to President Putin that if he chooses the path of escalation and confrontation, there will be swift and severe consequences. And what does he mean by that, imposing swift and severe consequences? Well, as, as a first order, the sanction, the economic sanctions uh, that, that the Russian Federation would suffer under would be quite considerable. And the United States and our European partners, the UK and the EU and others, have been working on a series of sanctions uh, that would be crippling to the Russian economy uh, when imposed. Uh, also, President Biden made very clear to President Putin that we would continue to bolster and build military capacity along NATO's eastern flank from north to south, from the Balts in Poland down to Romania uh, and Bulgaria, to reinforce our Article 5 commitment. So it seems to us that, that this would be a, a Russian military action on Ukraine would be a major strategic setback for Russia. It would leave Russia isolated in the world. It would bring tremendous economic hardship upon the Russians as a result of the sanctions. And it would further divide Russia from Europe, and it would strengthen NATO. So all things that, that President Putin would not want. And finally, Zoe Billingham, who served for many years as Her Majesty's Inspector of Constabulary, stuck up for the outgoing Commissioner of the Metropolitan Police, Cressida Dick, who was forced to resign on Friday. So do you think that the mayor, in the end, was right to say he no longer had confidence in her? That's got to be a decision for him, and I know I know that's a kind of a get out of jail free kind of comment. But the issue, the issue that I think that he saw was that the the reform wasn't happening at pace. The trouble I think that the mayor and now the Home Secretary, who who leads on the appointment of the Met Commissioner, the problem that they now have is whoever the income the incoming commissioner is, they will have a very very full inbox, and they will have precisely the same problems that Cresta was contending with to deal with. And, the problem here, Trevor, is at the, at the root of this is there is a real cultural issue in the Met that needs to be unpacked, unpicked and dealt with. And we know that that's not going to happen overnight, but that needs to be at the top of the new commissioner's inbox. I think Cresta was a very talented leader. There are obviously many other talented police officers up and down the country. Will they do a better job than Cresta? Well, that remains to be seen, but she was really at the forefront of police leadership. That's all for this week. I'm Cindy Yu and this podcast was produced by Matthew Taylor. Don't forget to subscribe to the Coffee House Shots podcast on the iTunes store. And if you enjoyed this episode, do subscribe to our daily evening blend email. It's a free roundup of all the political news each day, along with analysis and a diary on what to expect next. Just go to spectator.co.uk forward slash blend. Thanks for listening and join us again next week. <laughs>